0: Podcast, uh, just another cool perspective. This one from Ann Downs. Uh, this is Ann's second trip to Kakuma. There's a gap in between, so she did the first year and then this most recent one. Um, just an awesome, awesome person. Uh, great missionary stories. Great heart for, for mission work. And I think on this one, uh, we did we talk about this stuff as we always do. We, we were kind of all over the map on different things. Um, but this I, I think we kind of wound up talking refugees a little bit and uh, her desire to work not just in Kenya, but here in Little old Des Moines, Iowa, because we got refugees here, um, and also just to, to change the conversation and, and the thinking that people have on those subjects. So yeah, lots lots in this podcast, pretty awesome stuff. Uh, I do hope you enjoy it. Um, but you know, without further ado, I'm uh, pleased to introduce to you, actually I think she's been on before, my good friend Anne Down. good Good. to start these by lying (laughs) it's always a good thing to do
1: that's aren't isn't that what you're supposed to say when someone asks you how you're doing (laughs) yeah so was the trip fun (laughs) (laughs) No. it's
0: like the third time i've done that (laughs) my biggest pet peeve yeah and no super fun all we did was drink my ties on the beach (laughs) pretty nice no it's not fun but i wish i was still there yeah how are how are your tra- how was your transition this time? Because you've been once before.
1: Yes, this is my second time. Um, I was actually surprised. I felt like it was harder. I thought after going the first time, I was like, eh, "Got this," you know. Like I thought I knew what to expect, and actually handled the jet lag better. Mm-hmm. Listening to everybody's tips, um, I didn't fall asleep. Uh, just sitting places. <laughs> So that was better, but it was it was actually it it was more difficult. Yeah, still struggling through it.
0: Yeah, what was what was difficult? What does that mean?
1: Uh, I don't know. I just I first of all I felt like I wasn't ready to be back. Like I felt like I wasn't done. I Mm -hmm. felt like I was just catching my stride on Friday, and so that so that was a little hard. It felt like unfinished. Mm -hmm. But.
0: we didn't have nearly as much time as was in everybody's head and all of that.
1: But I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like it's, I I feel like I feel like I'm in a better place now than I was a week ago, but it's because like, I just, I had to turn Kenya off Mm -hmm. for a little bit so I could reconnect with my family and, and do the things that I needed to do. So like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not, right. I don't, I don't, I can't merge them. Like I can be Kenya on yeah. <laughs> and be processing and working through that stuff, or I can be here on, <laughs> but like merging the two and, and what does that mean and how does that change my everyday life? I am not, I'm just one or the other. Right. And, and my days flip flop um, back and forth between those two things.
0: Right. That's, that's always the, um, one of the things everybody has to deal with coming back is all of the regular stuff you did before still needs to get done. I mean, I, I still need to let the dog out. I still need to wash dishes. I, I still need to fold laundry. I still need to get the kids up and, and have breakfast. Like none of that stuff in my life changes. Right. <laughs> Even though it feels like my life is so much different, Yeah, regular stuff still happens.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I can put quite into words yet why why it was harder. But I know from talking with the team that I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. The people who have people who've gone before that this one was just harder to come back from I don't I don't think I know why yet. Um maybe it's I have I haven't talked with people specifically about people who've gone multiple times, if it was harder for them on a subsequent trip. Um I just know that it is. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. It was a lot. This was a lot more challenging just in, I mean, it's been said on the podcast several times already, just so much more challenging. Like just so many obstacles, so many hurdles, so many roadblocks and like just punching through all of that. And like you said, just getting started and catching our stride. And it's Friday's time to turn and go.
1: And the things. I think it's. um The first time that I went and was the first time that our team went to Kakuma, So we were hearing some of the more difficult things for the first time, hearing it like firsthand. Mm -hmm. But, and so I thought, you know, I've heard some really hard things. So maybe it won't be as hard this time. But it was harder because we got to know them. Mm Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like these things are happening to strangers. Mm-hmm. Like these are people that we have known and have begun to, to know in over years now and now the hard things are happening to them. So it's like it's like it happening to a family member or yeah. something. It's like, no, it doesn't get easier.
0: <laughs> it doesn't. No. Yeah, James James being killed was really hard. I I, I held it together, but I, I, I wept later on that because that was, I mean, what a great guy and um, just so full of promise and hope and talent and ready to go and, and to be killed doing a missionary journey.
1: I don't think I'll ever forget his wife's face yeah. when we when we visited them and... I think she looked like what I imagined we must have looked like after the car accident, just kind of like stunned and just in shock and not really able to process it all. I like her image is just burned into my face of just quiet weeping. And yeah, I, and that's right when we were leaving and I was just like, Oh, I don't want to leave. I just want to sit here with her and, keep praying and,
0: yeah. and and hear more Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that's a tough one. But I mean they're all tough. And it's you just and everybody listening he he was killed on a missionary journey different than what we do. <laughs> so don't 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 think that we are in that kind of situation. I mean it's, I suppose it's possible, but it's highly unlikely. He was traveling at night um, through parts of the camp that we're, we're not even allowed to be at. In, in the dark and is not advisable for anybody to walk through so he was he was doing the stuff that that missionaries do sometimes and us, us soft whities
1: <laughs>
0: we ought yes. to avoid some of those things
1: <laughs> for
0: sure I mean, we are soft there's no question
1: wow yeah that was that was eye opening for me mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm not tough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, you're a tough Iowa farm girl. <laughs>
1: I, I, Hard worker, you've been through it. Yeah, uh, I I mean, seriously, had my eyes wide open to like, wow, not in any way, not physically tough, not emotionally tough. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks God for that lesson. <laughs> <list. laughs> humility <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks for letting me know i'm a softie. yeah i mean like i've seen it before but it was a great example of um when uh peter cut his fingers and just never complained oh never whined God. got up the next oh. day got to work let's do this i was like dude
1: I know. I'm, yeah i was like you have chunks of your finger missing and every time <laughs> i asked him he's like i'm fine it's good. There's it doesn't no hurt. It doesn't, doesn't hurt. hurt. <laughs> There's no way that doesn't hurt. You <laughs> <laughs> with my skinned elbow. <laughs> I'm like, ow.
0: <laughs> you, and you were the most injured Mzungu. <laughs> it
1: was, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, ridiculously amazing, but.
0: Yeah. Your elbow was scraped. <laughs> and your shoulder was yeah. sore.
1: Yeah. So just some, some bumps, some bruises, <laughs> but. I mean it just it defies explanation. That's all. Like
0: <laughs> it was probably your seatbelt.
1: Yeah. Oh my seatbelt. I don't know. Yeah. No, I was not wearing a seatbelt. I you weren't either. Nope. Neither was Peter. <laughs> nope. How do you roll over in a car without a seatbelt and my scrape elbow didn't even bleed.
2: Yeah, it was not it, like, scraped enough to bleed. <laughs> scraped
1: the smallest layer of skin off possible. I don't know. That's like I. I really went into this trip like because your first trip. I think like even if you try not to make it be about you, mm-hmm. there's just so much you don't know and your learning curve is so huge. Right. It ends up being kind of about you (laughs) even if you try really hard not to make it right be about you it's just it has to be somewhat because you're just learning so much and so that was like my my thing that i was saying to god like i don't i don't want this to be about me in any way and i think you had mentioned at one of our meetings like to to empty yourself of yourself and get out of your own way and so that's what i was just saying over and and over and over to God that that's that that's what I wanted for for this trip for me to get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. So, then when I when I talk with my family about what 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 did you come home with and it is about me but it's not. You you know like one of the most amazing things of this is experiencing God's hand of protection in a literal way. I struggle because i like, I don't want this to be, I don't want that to be the story of this trip. No, I know. But when you, when you experience it, it's just like, what? What? That, how can you not talk about it? Because. Yeah. God saved our lives. I mean, like, I don't know. That sounds really melodramatic, but. No, it
0: doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds accurate. I mean, it's, it is the, the 800 pound gorilla in the room. And that's, that's why some of the stuff, the, the cool, amazing things that happen, we don't always share in detail when we come back. And, and this one, I was talking to Shara and I was like, this one is, you know, it's tangible and relatable in that, Everybody is has either been in an accident or knows somebody who's been in a in a serious car accident. Yeah. They happen here,
2: right?
0: And it's so easy. Almost everybody knows somebody who's been in a rollover. It's it's just a thing we all are aware of, and so it's just an easy. Not not everybody has um, felt this incredible feeling of the Holy Spirit moving and sliding and 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 see like that's that's hard to. I tell this story about this time it happened People are like, sounds to me like you're high <laughs> yeah, Probably is what it feels like to be high I, I wouldn't know, right? <clears throat> the point is um, This is when everybody's, everybody can say Wow, that, that was clearly God It's hard for even, even the most ardent atheist to To just be like, you guys are super lucky <laughs> Right right luckier than anybody in history (laughs) ever yeah now it wasn't the main part of the story and it's it's not that it's about you it's just that when it there's so much of you that changed and now you're here and all those people who who are impacted are there the only person you're in contact a lot with (laughs) is you (laughs) so you notice you more than you notice them
1: yeah and it's you know like it already, just in the conversations I've had with my own home, my kids were so accepting of it. Like they were just like, "Wow, God's amazing!" Like, and and we we already, you know, gave them a little bit of time to process. And I said, "Would it make you guys worried if I said that I was going back to Kenya?" They're like, "No, don't you go every summer." i'm like uh no no i don't but it's now. i mean it's just like they're like this is what mom does
0: and that was one of your biggest fears over there it was you were clamped down on the story let me slow roll it out to rob and then to the kids and it's gonna be hard and so that's yeah and
1: my kids were like fine totally totally at peace with it my youngest, especially, I was worried about because he had a lot of fear around me going the first time, anyways. And he's just like, "You're okay, but why, why wouldn't you go?"
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Rob's adjusting.
0: <laughs> it's probably helpful because he understands like th- this wasn't crazy Africa driving. This is no. just a crazy. Could Happen anywhere in Iowa, situation,
1: yeah. No, and it was actually funny. We were on a gravel road for the first time a couple <laughs> days ago, and I like didn't. I mean, I like thought it was fine, and uh, uh, we slid a little bit. And I like grabbed his arm, he's driving, and he's like, Uh, don't, don't grab the driver's arm. And I'm like, I can't help it. It's a little bit of that's the thing that happened <laughs> left over, <laughs> yeah. No, but like. I don't know, just had really, really cool conversations with Rob about God's real presence in our everyday lives. um, And what, what the gospel actually means to me purposefully and like what I am willing to do or not do or risk or not risk for it. Um, It's just, you know, really opened up huge conversations and, re like what we say is important in our lives versus like, oh, are we living that? Mm-hmm. So, it's not not that they're always easy conversations or things that are resolved immediately, but it's just, uh, not that I would suggest ro- going in a rollover accident too if I face some of these things. But I don't know. It's like, um, it's it's a good opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't have chosen that. Like, as you talked about in one of our <laughs> meetings, choosing beforehand, <laughs> knowing things, knowing things that are going to happen. No, never a good idea. <laughs> um, but I can see amazing things coming from it. So, oh, yeah. Since I'm on the other side, <laughs> it's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And it, I just keep thinking too about, you know, how much is this impacting the next? three or four generations of church. I mean, think of all of the people who've gone on this trip and now think of all of their kids who have the, the right mentality as far as foreign missions, um, what it means to love your neighbor, um, seeing their parents. It's, I mean, that's the biggest influencer on what kind of kids you're going to have is is what kind of adult and parent you are. And it's going to be, I just, I, I feel like writing a "You're welcome" letter, just like a blank "You're welcome," and giving it to all of these these kids and saying, "Someday when you're 45 years old, give this to your pastor. <laughs> you're welcome."
1: Yeah, it just it it does it changes the whole it changes that the just the whole outlook of your family and ju- and what they pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Like, so the kids started VBS the day that we got home, and. Mm-hmm. Ethan's going into seventh grade, so it's his first year to not – he's too old to be in Mm VBS. He has to volunteer. But he was super excited about it. And um, in his first day in VBS, he notices a a little kid has on a bracelet like I'm wearing. Oh. And he says, are you from Kenya? And the little boy, like, looks – now we know it's his sister. Yeah. They're twins how does this kid know this? (laughs) And Ethan's like, I saw your bracelet. My mom goes to Kenya sometimes. And he's like, yes, I am from Kenya. And, and so every day they were talking about Nairobi and what kind of Kenyan foods they liked and didn't like, and how often they got to go visit. And like for him, it was immediately, he felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. He's never done anything like this before. He just like, had a connection with these kids and they were like his two little shadows all week because he recognized the the Kenyan flag emblem yeah. on the bracelet of one of the kids and he he would never have known that or done that and these two kids who english is a second language for them and um he didn't he could not get out of them how long they had been here but um he could tell that it had an accent and they remembered Nairobi and their only um, five at the most yeah. so <laughs> right. you know it was just it was it was so cool it was it was it was just a neat thing that
0: um and rewind from our generation of the church back to his age Yeah. like I I met my first non-mizungu when I was probably <laughs> 15 or 16 and like I I met him like hey how you doing <laughs> <laughs> that's it you know um yeah, to to have that that boldness and ability to talk to somebody who is so ethnically different, I, I would have been wigged out as a kid. You now, my my kids are like, "When are we going?" <laughs> Sweet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It it changes you, and then passes on to your family in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'd love to drag Rob over there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going, but it's okay. He's like still getting, he's growing. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. And that's, again, most of the, the people on these trips, it is, uh, there's, there's been a few exceptions. I don't know that we've had a lot of spouses go over. I only think my wife, I think about it. And a few that, that maybe would be interested in doing it, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it is, this is the one wired to go. And I'm the one who's wired to stay. And that's good. Yep. yep. That's, that is just fine. When you get two people wired to go and do foreign missions, mm-hmm. they usually end up living there. <laughs> <laughs> like Shawan and Krista Trump or, you know, well, I guess Shara married Michael and he's from there. So that makes sense. But yeah, that's, that's what you end up with is, is long-term overseas missionaries. It's cool when it happens. Yeah,
1: Maybe someday.
0: <laughs> see, again, it would be really interesting Because Rob would do well there He really would Like, if if he abandoned all of the, the professionalism In his work And just rednecked everything <laughs> He could make good money Because he knows how to redneck stuff He <laughs> could be like, we just just get some bailing wire
1: just weld that up Stick I, some dirt in there uh, Michael's working on him <laughs> We'll see
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's just that he'd be like on a on a million dollar job, you know, building and, and doing construction, be like, I can't believe we're just <laughs> gonna stick a rock in there. <laughs> Call it good. All right, that's fine. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really do. I think you'd like it, as long as you could let go of the doing stuff the right way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. What was the the best part of this trip while you were over there?
1: Oh, uh, there, well, there's too many, <laughs> there's too many <laughs> best parts. <laughs> um, can I say three best parts? I don't know. Okay. Well, the first best part was like, I know I, I, I sent a message to Rob and I thought he thought was going to think I'm totally nuts. Like as soon as we got into the Kenya airport, I was like, oh, I feel like home. That sounds so crazy because that is only a second time being there, mm-hmm. but it just it just felt like so comfortable and so like yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. This is home. We've made it. That was it was a, it was. I mean, it was even strange to me. I'm like, this is your third time in this airport. What is wrong with mm-hmm. you? But it just felt so good being there, and and yeah. So that that was. That was an amazing, yet strange feeling. Um, my my second My second thing was so we only had one day where we would do like our normal, go out in the morning, invite people back to church, yeah, and 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 then have that gathering where the men would go with you guys and the women with us. Yeah. And um, it's always a little awkward trying to get started. That we had to wait for a translator, and then halfway through, figured out that a couple people didn't understand that translator. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's awkward getting going, but again, man, I was so sad as we were stopping because we were like just getting there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Shar is telling us, okay, we kinda we need to wrap up. And and we talked about a lot of serious things and about um feeling isolated and lonely and and many things that that we feel here in the United States. Um, And I especially could relate to a lot of that being a mom at home. Um, And then I think Shara kept the whole time kind of refocusing us and not letting us just sit in the hard things. Mm -hmm. And, And so she kept like kind of poking us, reminding us to ask about the good things too. And so every time we spoke to a woman, she would also say, what brings you joy here? Like, what do you find joy in? And, you know, they had a hard time too finding some things, but everybody could find at least one thing. And then at the end, Shara just shared this like funny anecdote of, of her life with, with her mom. And some of the ladies started like giggling. And then Debbie shares this funny story about her kids. And then they start laughing even more. And I'm like, it gives me goosebumps even now because how how often do we get to see them being really laughing and joyful, you know, other than outside of, if, if we see them worshiping, they are definitely full of joy. But, um, and, and then I told a story about my two dogs mm-hmm. <laughs> who hate each other <laughs> and I had pictures of them and everyone's laughing and then just kept sharing more and more funny stories. And it was just like, it was the medicine we needed for that moment, for, for them, you know, getting to hear stories that they could relate to in some, you know, mom and daughter and mm-hmm. and kids and, and things just being a mess and out of your control and just laughing at it. And it, it was amazing. It was, that probably was my number one favorite part of the whole trip was yeah. just getting to laugh with them yeah. and having all the... The darkness or the hard things just kind of removed for a little while.
0: All right, it it really reinforced in me like the the whole men and women thing. There's so much that transcends culture and and society because we were sitting there talking to these dudes and they were like, you know, it's really hard because we're trying to balance how much you know being a, a good person of the house. Some some of them are are young adults, like so older kids in the house. Uh, some of them are married so a husband and then I have this meager job where I make just barely any money and enough to to supplement a little bit and and trying to provide for my wife and family in the the way I want to but I also want to to be involved in the church and balancing that I'm like yeah like everybody in my church (laughs) you know it's it's just that we've inflated it so that for us it's you know, we've, I just, I need another car Two's not going to do it. I got another kid who's coming out. Like, no, <laughs> they're like, I need, my kid needs another pair of shoes. <laughs> Cause they don't have any. It's, it's so just the difference of, of the standards. So it was, but it was cool just to feel like that crosses over, you know, the stress of, of men work home and church. And how do we do that? How do we balance that?
1: Yeah. And it was really funny. And one of the things that the women um, talked about was, you know, they, I'm not sure about in their culture where they came from, how highly valued education is, but now that they're here and I think they see their kids and the opportunities that they're going to have because they're getting some education, you know, the women were like, we want this too. Like we see the value of this and you know, we see that people who have this have more opportunities, you know, and of course that's different in our culture, but still mm-hmm. women, you know, because they are um, consumed by the tasks of taking care of the family and, and their kids mm-hmm. and whatever, not having those opportunities. It it was, it was, it was crazy. I'm like, and, and the struggling with isolation and it's different it's different, but it's the same. Mm-hmm. It was so, so crazy. Like, how are we struggling with the same things when we, it's just like, ah, it's a human thing, not a.
0: <laughs> the problems of humans are human <laughs> problems. Yeah.
1: But also, I mean, like, even though it it was also comforting because, you know, sometimes you're just like, why why is this so hard? But, okay, they're struggling with it too. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's not something that we're going to fix. Right. Like we just it's it's a human problem. So we're going to continue to struggle with it. It's not something you have to try to solve. You can
0: Yeah. I have to be careful because I I get to that spot where I start I have to, it, it can come off as callous and it's not that I'm I'm callous, but when somebody here in the US says, "Boy, that guy's really having a hard time." He's in rough shape. I go. Now nah, I know what that is. I know what a hard time is and rough shape. And this, I, it's just, it's more like I know what what people can survive. Yeah. Um. Or like when, when somebody like if, if you've if you've done a fast where where you've not eaten for five days, and somebody's like, no, you don't understand. I haven't eaten for like twenty four hours. <laughs> I'm so hungry, you don't get it. I do get it, and I also know <laughs> you got four days until you're even having this conversation with me. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Your, your perspective on it changes. So you're driving in in downtown Des Moines and you see somebody and all they have in the world is in a backpack or in a shopping cart and they're holding up a sign. I lost everything. I want to be like, I know people with less.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is tough. And it's tough to like figure out what, what to do with that. What, what, like, what do you do with your, what do you do with the things that are hard for you? Because, like, there are things here that are hard. I mean, not like, not like refugee hard, but I mean, I, I remember that from my first trip. I have, We haven't been back long enough for for some of that to hit after this. But I, I remember, like, like, this seems really hard to me. Yeah. I, I, I know there are people that have it worse, but... Darn it, this feels really hard.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's hard to like, I don't know, like, what do you do with that? How do you, how do yeah, how do you not become just like this callous jerk that's like, uh, whatever? <laughs>
0: well, you, you know, you're doing it right when, when you almost start to feel like a Jedi, you know, like <laughs> not like the physical move stuff around, but like the mental Jedi, the emotional Jedi, when, it's, it's not that I'm calloused and unfeeling towards somebody who is, you know, lost a great deal and, and really on the rocks, but I don't have that um, emotional, like, instinct or impulse to oh, we should do a fundraiser, start a GoFundMe, do a Kickstarter. And, and like I get I, I don't get focused on the material stuff because mm-hmm. I know I know what real it, it would be like a doctor who when somebody says um, I'm in a lot of pain and a, and a pain specialist being like. I know you feel like that, (laughs) but real pain doesn't start until X, Y, Z and you you have sympathy for them, but you're not going to just give, you know, somebody like my (laughs) five-year-old scrapes his elbow and it is the worst thing in the world. It just happened yesterday. World is ending. And like you would, you would feel like from their reaction, like (laughs) we're going to jump right to fentanyl because this is the worst pain on the planet. But you have to you have to have a step back and say I do know that that hurts and you're really bummed. But there is much worse pain than that, <laughs> so we're not going to jump to fentanyl. We're going to put a bandaid on it, <laughs> get a popsicle, <laughs> and you're going to be fine. <laughs> so it's a lot of a lot of it is um, useful for us to to learn what suffering is. Yeah, because we're if if we believe that. Um, What we define in in the U.S. as suffering is what real suffering is. If we keep doing that, we don't know what it is to be human. Right. We don't know what real suffering is like. We misdiagnose. It's probably what's behind high rates of substance abuse. Because, you know, I had a really bad day. It was so (laughs) bad. People were grumpy with me. So I'm going to medicate with some booze.
1: Yeah, I think... You know, as you're talking about suffering, this is the first time that I was so frustrated seeing all the suffering and not being able to really do anything about it. Like, I'm not going to fix that. There's still going to be suffering. And so I think one of the useful things about this trip also is learning how to be with people who are suffering. And like, I I, th- I think that's a learned skill, like, mm-hmm. and and something that we can also bring back here, and and use, like, with the pe- with people that we are then in contact with every day. Like learning how to be with someone, and you know, like maybe you you're not going to be able to fix that cancer diagnosis, but you can still be with them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and listen to them, and make sure that they're heard and seen and, and pray for them. So that was a big difference between my two trips. Like I didn't feel like I have to fix this It just, which was like another bummer of not being able to be there the full time because I was like my not, not of an individual moment, but my favorite parts were just sitting with the people Mm -hmm. and just listening to them. And one of the, um, My days are mixed up. I haven't got it all in there. (laughs) But on one day, (laughs) when we went visiting people, we um, happened upon, there was like a group of like 13 people in one little house. And it was because um, one of the ladies had just found out that her Mm. mother and two other child relatives in South Sudan had died Mm. in South Sudan. And, um, so they were gathering, it was all females and young children who were related and they were just gathering like to console the one who had lost their mother. And it sounded like the, the children were kind of like extended relatives and, um, like what, what are we going to do to fix that? Nothing. We can't get them back there. We can't on we can't like make them alive again um but it was amazing to just sit down with her and just look in her eyes even though it was through a translator (laughs) but to just be able to say to her just come just comfort her give her give her words of comfort you know and uh, it sounds ridiculous i didn't do anything other than give her my time and my attention just in that moment. um, We were probably there for 20 minutes, but it just was like an amazing moment of connection. And she just sat with tears running down her face, but I don't know. I felt peaceful. Mm -hmm. Just, we just listened to her story and then prayed you know for like 10 minutes and it was just just to be and just to be there mm-hmm. I don't know it felt like it was a bigger gift to me then yeah
0: well that's the thing is it's it's a gift to us because uh death is is the great equalizer and and we in our country are dangerously to our detriment moving away from dealing with it more and more but um, I mean, when, it, when a bad thing happens here, oftentimes there's resource thrown at it, right? Um, had a bad day, so you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out and buy myself a nice whatever. Or you know, this is kind of a bummer, so we're gonna go get ice cream. I mean, whatever it is, we, we'll throw a little bit of cash, money, experience, toys, things. I did that on
1: it. Friday, just so you know. <laughs> no, I, I got ice cream because yeah. <laughs> I had a bad day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are all this way. It's 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 the thing. And um, they don't have that luxury, but at the end of it, uh, there's no money you can throw at a, at a person who's died and you, you, you can't fix it or ignore it because there's a vacancy in your life. So no matter how much we try and, and remove suffering, the one suffering that, that we can't self-medicate or placate or, or put away is a death of a loved one. Like it's, um, Johnny Cash got this great song, Country Trash. Uh, we'll all be equal under the grass. I mean, there's just no, doesn't matter. Does not matter if you're rich or poor. And, and we try and get distance from it by, by putting people in hospice, you know, away from us and, and medicating, make them feel real comfortable. And then when they, when they pass away, it's, you know, quick to, uh, to bury, to get away and move on. Like, yeah, it doesn't work. Mm -mm. You can try. You can try and get distance from from aging and and dying, but it's going to get you. Pretend like it's never going to happen, but it's going to get (laughs) you.
1: It was just it was also amazing to see that example of. Family coming around her, you know, just I mean, it's not like they didn't have any more than she did. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, but just, they knew that that's what you do. That's what you yeah. can do is just offer yourself to be there.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. That's all we can do. So I, it drives me nuts when, when people think, you know, well, I'm not sure if my you know grandma died. I don't know if I, if I really want my kids to go and see her that way. <laughs> yeah. It's, and uh, people in my family have done it and, and you know, not brought their kids or, or mm. different people to funerals. I'm like, no, that's that's not healthy. You know, there's no closure to that. No. And the whole point is to go and I mean, obviously, pay your respects is a weird phrase because <laughs> that person's gone. Right. If you're paying respects, it's to the closest loved ones. I'm, I'm here out of respect for them to comfort you. hmm. I don't respect him any more or less if I don't travel there. And that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the time together with the guys was, was really cool. Um, Just seeing them brighten and, and their excitement about church. I mean, it was, it was lots of struggle, big problems, trying to get more churches, trying to plant more churches. And we need more leaders. We need more training. There's more people to reach with the gospel. This is really hard. But in that, Really not like defeat us really hard, like, mm-hmm. man, we need help because mm-hmm. we want to get it done. We want to go.
1: Yeah, they were pumped. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see the to see the new leaders coming up and, mm-hmm. and people that we've seen before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and them kind of like realizing, like looking around, like, oh, I guess I guess I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Because <laughs> there isn't someone else. Yep. So that was like that was cool. That was my third that was my third thing was was seeing Farah. And seeing him, you know, and I had a year in there when I didn't see when I didn't go, but seeing the the growth and I, I don't know, like the, I think he's gonna be an amazing leader. And I I listened to him my la- our last day there. He was in my group and listening to him giving, you know, he would he would open his Bible and and read a passage and and teach out of that right into their situation. And I was just like floored. I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, this is so amazing to see you going from gracious host our first time, and mm-hmm. obviously he's interested, yeah, in 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 this, you know, and and then seeing him doing his work, <laughs> yeah, it was so cool,
0: yeah. And there's this this sense that like the light bulb went on. They're like, we didn't have anybody, and now." You know, for a while, there was, there was nobody. And then these leaders rose up like Okach oh, and Farah and, and all of these guys. And But they're off now, like, getting trained and stuff. And, and so, like, we're back to that spot where there's nobody. And I was like, till God raises up the next people, <laughs> where would that come from? And they're like, ah, it's us. <laughs> this is great. That's great news. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was fun.
1: I loved working with Bravo and, and, and seeing – him and his it it is he just like he has zeal Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like pouring out of him like Mm -hmm. this enthusiasm and it just it makes you be like whoa okay what are we gonna do (laughs) we gotta do something
0: (laughs) man yeah that that church that that new one for jesus that thing is gonna blow up that's awesome I can't wait. And and it's going to be I think the, the most complicated bit of that's going to be finding a spot for a building because it's such a uh, older, mature and established area. You, you yeah. about have to knock something down, Great. which isn't hard, to <laughs> be honest. <laughs> it's just mud. Just push it over. Um, but yeah, you really would have to clear something out. And I mean, that's that's just a problem to be solved. But yep. but how interesting is that? in in the shadow of um, there's a, a Catholic church and there's a mosque not far from there. And there's all of this like other stuff going on. There is so much hope in the gospel
1: right there. That's, I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to be selfish, but that's why I want to keep going mm-hmm. because I learned so much. I learned so much about, what it is to to live as a disciple and and it's, I feel selfish. <laughs> just like no matter, even if I even if I intentionally focus and like, God, I don't want it to be about me. I don't want it to be about me. And then I just like I feel like I just benefit so much more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's the economy of the gospel. The the more that you give, the more you end up having. So it is better to give than to receive because to sit and receive means that you're so – it's the donut sermon, right? Like the, <laughs> the basket fills up and you've got no more room. So to give and to give and to put out means that more and more – and it's it's never money. It's just this yeah. – as you're giving, you receive these blessings that are of spirit, of of uh, just your nature, your, your emotion, your mindset, your worldview, your experiences – all of that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stop doing that is to stop giving away, <laughs> which that's what's selfish. It's it's the giving that is good. Just end up with more.
1: Yeah. I really I look forward to the time when we come together to talk to the whole church mm-hmm. because I just like, I just want to like, I just want to tell people because I want more people to go. (laughs) Like, like, you have to go. (laughs) Just, I, you know, uh, our like debrief. Keith is asking each of us, like, do you want to go back? You want to go back? And I mean, everyone says yes, they want to go back. But also, you know, like, oh, there's like, I don't want to take up space. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's a new person, but. Um, yeah, I will like be filling out an application every time. <laughs> and I'll just say to Joanne, like, you know, unless you have like a bunch of newbies, like bring them on. Come on. Mm,
0: we <laughs> like, always try and balance newbie with veteran.
1: You know what I like? I think I really got the reason for that. <laughs> <this time. laughs> right? Like, I'm glad. I'm glad it was. And even though we had, um I'm glad with the difficulties mm-hmm. that. We had people who were experienced. And even though Josh was new, he's still experienced in travel. Yep. Yep. So I'm really glad that we had that that, that team, you know? It's like God planned it or something. It's (laughs)
0: like he prayed about it and stuff. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Yeah. There's like, you know, Josh asks really tough, hard, newbie, first time questions. And you have all this this wealth of of experience and and people able to respond. If the whole team was a bunch of hard newbie questions, you'd be like, oh, well, we're screwed. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and cry about
1: it. <laughs> or, no, seriously.
0: Or like plan to do something that's gonna end up <laughs> tragically terrible. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what usually happens. Is a, a bunch of uh, one of my favorites is my wife when she was there noticed the occupational therapy. Building that was sitting there vacant and empty, and she was like, "What group of idiots came over here and was like, you know what these people need? <laughs> splints." <laughs> and it just, they, they, I'm sure they were excited and passionate. What they know is is OT. They came because they saw people who were in need, and they were overwhelmed in a month, and were like, "We well, can't do this." There's 200,000 people who need splints. <laughs> or or there's, you know, somebody people keep coming in because they hear that we are medical
2: yeah.
0: and they're walking in yeah. with wounds and cancer and <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> they're like, We're occupational therapists. <laughs> and yeah, I get it. The 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 enthusiasm of when you when you see a problem as an American, especially a guy like Josh who's talented, really bright kid, hardworking Let's just apply that here.
1: It was really funny seeing that through uh, not so newbie eyes because I'm like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so funny. I was like, oh gosh, yes, yes. You just think, wow, we can fix it. Like we just we have to. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm like I wasn't joking when when somebody was like, he reminds me of Luke. Uh, a younger version. I go. He reminds me of Luke at thirty, because that's <laughs> when I went through it. And I, I, I was talking to Carl and Phyllis White and Linda Nobley, and I was said, "No, we, we are gonna just get it together and get over there. And we have a big church, lots of money, lots of resource, lots of talented people. Let's just get to work. Let's go fix it." <laughs> that's that's when we did our first really backwards, did everything wrong mission trip to Africa and halfway through is like, this feels wrong. <laughs> Something about this isn't right. I don't know what it is yet. I figured it out. Yeah. But that's, that's why there's a balance, yeah. you know, cause now he's not a newbie and I, I don't know like his availability with school and everything, but it sounds to me like he's interested in going back again at some point mm-hmm. and he's going to over and over again. He's gonna get a little bit more experience and then we'll just get more newbies.
1: Yeah. I I, I hope so. I want I want everyone. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you if you think that you're even halfway interested, I just it's life changing for sure. And yeah, I don't know the best way to put it, but I, I would definitely want more people to to go there and see that kind of joy that we seem to like struggle with right here. Right. I I know that I know, I know for myself, I've just recognized like what a distraction our culture is. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's so easy to get lost in one of any number of things for weeks or months or years at a time just gets in the way.
0: It's so easy to, to think that we don't need God. Because I've got health care, I've got seatbelts, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got a job. I mean, th- this is like the worst time when the economy is going well and everybody's got a job and everybody's making money and almost nobody is is really hungry, hungry. Right. And there's there's undernutrition. There's there's no malnutrition really anywhere in. I mean, there's there's places in Iowa where people are are hard up, but it's. Not in Des Moines,
1: really. No, not and not. Anywhere near what what we see, you know, yeah. In 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 Kenya, yeah. No, like I mean, that's the thing that we talked about right after the car accident. Like, you don't even you don't think about is is God protecting me driving my car down the road? No, I have a seatbelt and airbags <laughs> and <laughs> you know speed limits and stoplights <laughs>
0: <laughs> that mean something.
1: And worst case scenario, an <laughs> ambulance will come, right? Like. I don't know. There's something about going somewhere where all of that is stripped away. And um, yeah, it's one of those things where who's actually blessed, right?
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I remember you talking about the Beatitudes the first time we were there and I was like, I'm ripping that out of my Bible. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear the Beatitudes ever again. I think going a second time, I'm starting to get it. Yeah. How are we more blessed? Right. Just with the things of this world, right? The things that pass away.
0: And it's, you know, the the realization of how arrogant the position is when, when you think, well, if if they really wanted if they had an opportunity, they wouldn't live this way. Not, not the people in the refugee camp. That's yeah. true. But like, um, the, the people outside the camp when we're driving yeah. these little huts that are just in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, why, why would they live this way? It's not only just the only thing that they know, but if you were to drop them in our culture and our situation, it would be overwhelming. They, they would have a loss of, of uh, happiness and, and contentment. they mm-hmm. You know, it's... I dare say they like the way they live. And they live the way they live because that's how they want to live.
1: Right, right. And how dare we say mm-hmm. that the way that we live is better. It also going there, it um makes me really want to talk more with some of the Kenyans that are in our congregation. Mm-hmm. And be like whoa what was your culture shock like coming to this because if because if it was i go there and i'm like whoa yeah (laughs) so different and then they're coming here and it's you know just that in reverse like right what yeah what do they think of america (laughs) most of them have
0: have a desire to return or have returned I mean Elodad's wife and she's she's actually in town now but but she prefers to live in Kenya as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh Henry, even Wendy at one point when I was talking to her a while ago, she was like, "No, I want to go back. I want
1: to go back." I understand that in a small way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard being a fish out of water, being in a culture that's not your own. It, and under that, I mean, I can't imagine we're there for a short yeah. time and there's just a lot that you have to learn and understand. And like your culture just affects, it affects everything <laughs> and the culture that you're steeped in. So then you see everything through that worldview. And I mean, I being, having stepped out of our culture for a short period of time, a t- couple times. You know, then looking back at our culture, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what do these people think of us? Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Whoa. And seeing how much that affects and like a social, you know, city, state, country, you can, you can go, it's like a fractal. You can go down as far as you want and be like, look at my family of origin. How much of that growing up in that has affected me this way? And then you, you meet somebody who's just a jerk (laughs) and you're like, yeah, but... (laughs) I wonder how did, how did they grow up? You know, like, what what was life like in that house and why would we expect them to be? Yeah. Well, can't they just choose to be different, man? Cause it, I mean, the the way you live and the way you grow up changes who you are and very, very few people ever crack out of that and, and make a huge change so that they're nothing like their family of origin or Nothing like the way they grew up.
1: It's Or it's really tough. Yeah. It's really it's really tough.
0: Yeah, they're the, they're the outliers who do it. Um, the one thing that is, is probably most consistent is some sort of religious, Christ-centered experience. You know, people grow up in, in really hard circumstances of abuse and addiction. I mean, the of those who are the outliers who break out of the pattern... A lot of them have, have some kind of connection with with the church. And you go, eh, that does make sense. Hmm. Change of heart,
2: mm-hmm.
0: change of life, change of culture. But it's it's um it's useful in that regard to to as you start to study yourself and your family and you know Rob's family and, and all of that and go, Okay. Okay. Why why would I expect him to be like me when mm-hmm. he grew up differently? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's good times.
1: It just and it makes me it, going there it just makes me have that much more empathy for any refugees who like you know they I th- I think they talked about even just resettlement mm-hmm. within Africa. But, you know, for some of the refugees or or people who get a visa and are able to come over here like they think Oh, it's going to be like, right? the solution to all our problems, you know, and and mm-hmm. then they find themselves like dumped in this culture that is nothing like theirs. Very uh, critical thinking and kind of cold. And I mean, whoa! Right. I can't imagine.
0: And it really needs to. I, I wish that that everybody could hear. Um. Mm-hmm. Just just the conversations of people who've worked with refugees, because this idea that there are people who are doing pretty well, you know, in Venezuela or or somewhere, but they know there's better jobs in America. I'm going to run up there quick and do some jobs like, no, they don't want to be in this culture. They have to. This is this is the worst option for them. There's no other options left. If you're – now, if, if you're a bad guy, a smuggler, a, a whatever, and you're pretending to be a refugee, would you shoot those guys? That's fine. Like I, I agree. They're scum and you you don't deport them. You just shoot them. And then there's one less bad guy. And making sure you get that right is important. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't want to discount that. But there's there's no such thing as a refugee who's leaving a pretty good job no. or like a decent life just because they want to come to America and be rich. They would rather live in third world. um, We would, we would see it as terrible conditions and be home Mm -hmm. and with family. I would rather (laughs) if you were like, all right, you know, um, here's your option. You can move to Germany and, and make more money and have a nicer car. Uh, then you have right now a little bit bigger house and I mean you can bring mm, your family a few of them might die um, <laughs> I mean, there's like a 50 50 chance. I got six kids probably gonna lose one or two And uh, you're never gonna see your parents or your your brother or sisters ever again uh, Good with that No, i'm not good with that <laughs> oh, But there's free health care man It'd Be great. We're, we're gonna give you a sweet job it's gonna be awesome. I mean, you're not gonna know the language. That's gonna be rough, and it's a whole different culture, and things are weird, and never get to see your family again. A couple of people are gonna die. It's gonna be great, right? Like, that's not no. ah <laughs> uh, the 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 idea that people think refugees are. And, and I, again, I'm all for some of the changes of, about you know f- vetting and figuring out. Because obviously, if I was a bad guy, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a refugee. <laughs> totally. This is totally my kid. Shut up, kid. <laughs> Act nice, or I'll kill you. I would do that. That's what bad guys do. <laughs> Figure out who the bad guy is, shoot him.
1: <laughs> well, and that's. What, I mean, that, well, that's what all the the refugees that we met with. What did they say? Did they say we want to go to America? Nope. No. None. Zero. I, I didn't mean. Admit, it, they knew we were from America. They mm-hmm. know. They know what America is. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go there. Nope. They want to go home. They want it to be safe enough for them to go home.
0: Refugees in Des Moines want to go back to their country. Some of them want to go back to Kakuma.
1: Oh no. <laughs> oh, we're so great that they'd rather be in Kakama than here. Oh. It's it's not. But I do understand. Yeah, it. it's I not do that we're beca- horrible. It's just it's just because the culture is flipped on its head. And that's where their family is. Yeah. I get. Sometimes I don't like our culture, and I grew up in it, so I get it. No. Yeah, I mean, role reversal.
0: Here I am in in a foreign culture, don't know the language too well, struggling to get by. Um, it's just really tough living here. And my my sister and brothers and their kids are in a refugee camp. Mm, yeah. I might go, depending on the ages of my kids and stuff like that. I might go back.
1: Well, and think of like. I mean, especially that culture compared to ours, the, the, the warm culture, people-centered, yeah. relationship-centered, and, and then they're coming here to where we're not. Yeah, at all. That way. I mean, that has to just be like adding salt to the wound. Yeah. Like You don't know how things work here. You don't speak the language. You can't drive. You're having a hard time finding a job, and no one seems to care. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be here either. <laughs>
0: yeah, and there's very little coaching and instruction. you know it's it's one of my favorite stories. I was, I was talking to the refugees in Des Moines, and one of the the consistent things is we just don't know how things work. like we bought a house and then the the water heater went out the water heater died. And we called the bank and asked them to come and fix it. <laughs> and the bank was like, you got you're crazy. But in, in their heads, it, I mean, follow the line of reasoning, bank sold us house, bank, hey bank, the house <laughs> you sold is broke. I mean, I would do that with like, uh, I don't know, a car that's under warranty or, you know, if I, if I bought something from the store, if I, if I bought a, a TV from Costco took it home and it broke, I'd take it back to Costco. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. We're like, we didn't know how to get a hot water heater fix. We call a plumber. What's a plumber? <laughs> Who plumb stuff? What does plumbing stuff mean? <laughs> like what is what are you talking about? <laughs> How do you find a plumber? Google it. Oh, crap
1: <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> yeah, I think that um I talked about it after the after my first trip, and I'm gonna I'm gonna act on it this time. I know there are some some centers that help. Refugees with getting settled in, and I, I can't go to Kenya every time, <laughs> even though my kids think I do. <laughs> right. the, only, the only Kenya trips are the ones I'm on, apparently. Right,
2: right. <laughs> but
1: um, yeah, just having experienced that culture shock a couple times, you know, I, I know there's just like even things like where you you just come and you speak English, yeah, to help them learn to speak English uh-huh. and. Yeah, or just or being that one point
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: not cold. Yeah, <laughs> I dif- I wanna I wanna find something to do when I'm not there.
2: Yeah, because
1: it's a huge it's a huge transition.
0: And how cool is it that we have opportunities right here in Des Moines? Because we Des Moines brings in refugees. I mean, Iowa brings mm-hmm. in a, a fair number of refugees. Like per capita, as far as our population versus refugees we bring in, we rank pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good place. Iowa's a good place to live.
1: Other than the snow. (laughs) (laughs) None of the the refugees I've ever met have been very impressed with the
0: snow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel bad. Eladad, the temperature hits 65 degrees. (laughs) He's got a beanie on and a winter jacket. (laughs) And I'm like, geez, it's going to get so much colder. (laughs)
1: I saw people wearing winter jackets there, mm-hmm. and it was 90. <laughs> mm-hmm. How much hotter is it in South Sudan? <laughs> it's,
0: it's a weird thing. That's, a, that's another weird thing that um sometimes, I, and this I'm, I'm drawing on, I think it was Lori's medical mission where there was a kid, and if it's not, it was just a different trip, I, but I want to say she told me about this. This kid had a fever, and they had him bundled up, and they just... They, they didn't have they don't have the understanding yeah. uh, like they don't know where babies come from. Yeah. You know, that was a thing once <laughs> um, you're talking about moms who have no moms to tell them how to be a mom. Yeah. But they have a baby. This baby is sad. Wrap them up. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like tried feeding them. Tried changing them. Maybe they're cold. I don't know. Like <laughs> wrap them up or something. Put something soft and snuggly around them. Like your kids 140 degrees. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just don't always know. Yeah, so it's it's a that's a weird thing. There's that is probably the biggest thing there is training and education.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been talking or thinking while we were there. Shar said, you know, you, we don't always have to do the same thing. Like especially now that we've been there and have an established relationship. Think about think about because the women were asking, like, please. Like if you could find a way for us to get just basic, like being able to read and, mm-hmm. and write, just basic education. I don't know how you do that in a week, <laughs> but you know, it maybe it's not, maybe that we, maybe we can't do that. <clears throat> I know you can't do it in five days. <laughs> right. right. But, um, yeah, that's been on my mind a lot too. Just what, what, what things I, I think it's easier for the guys. They're like really clear cut. Yeah. Cause they're the church leaders. Right. Um, but what, what things could we prepare here for the, for the women to be able to feel like, like they are making progress too.
0: We'd almost have to like find people who um, in our church who know how like to, to school at home. <laughs> And have experience doing it.
1: I don't know anybody like that though. And then,
0: <laughs> and then like, figure out a curriculum or, or whatever it might be to try and get to one of their leaders and say, you know, the model isn't uh, homeschool. The model is, you know, this guy is is homeschool parent, and you women are the children. Mm-hmm. Here is the curriculum. And I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and I just, got to think of somebody who does. <laughs> Whatever. Flashcards, uh, ba- basic um, learning to read, uh, all of that stuff would be...
1: I just didn't, I didn't know if that was like
0: well, kosher. Well, it, it could be huge. Um, we, we probably have some more learning to do to find out and, and I, we know how to, we know how to find out what we don't know. hmm And figure out, like, would it be okay for, in this group, with these women, if we have one person who knows English well, can we equip that person with the materials that they would need to teach a group of women English? Because that really would be, and even, like, as you know, if you can get somebody to one or two levels in, they can start to Mm self-teach with the right books. Learn how to read on their own.
1: And I think one of the, so one of the um, challenges that we had, like preparing ahead of time to go, um, you know, because we work with multiple different people groups. Mm -hmm. So it it seems challenging to um, prepare a Bible study or um, topics that they might want to hear on Mm -hmm. (laughs) for, for multiple different things. So I feel like I also need to dig in a little bit more, And learn more about the Sudanese culture or the Mm -hmm. Ethiopian culture and those kind of things to find out the things that maybe, like, don't talk about that. (laughs) Or, um, yeah, I think just, which is something just that just comes from multiple exposures to those people groups. Like, you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) And then, oh, okay. All right. This is what I can focus on now.
0: And you how cool it'd be even have like different um d- different children's books, you know, that that kids learn to read with but are focused on scriptures or gospel <laughs> stories and that'd be cool. Learn learn to read Jesus style. <laughs> that'd work.
1: They have a few of those curriculum.
0: Yeah. If only we knew somebody. <laughs> or more than one. If there's only a few <laughs> yeah what could we
1: do? Are you saying that I can't go and stay for like 6 weeks?
0: <laughs> I'm pushing for 6 months.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would require everyone coming with me. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, and I, I don't think it's anytime soon that I that I do 6 months, but that's that's kind of I planted that seed in in a few people's heads just to be like, you know, the, the day ought to come maybe I take a sabbatical and my sabbatical is Reading, writing in, you know, near, not in the camp, obviously, near the camp in one of the guest houses, spending a lot of time going in and out of the camp, um, teaching, training, coaching, and, and have a, even like hosting short-term groups. That'd be awesome. It'd be cool you show up and I've been here for like six weeks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I'm down for
1: Weeks, no, <laughs> not months. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's even cool just to be thinking
0: in those terms of like, we yeah. can start, th- this isn't flash in the pan. We can think out 10 years from now. 10 years from now. I mean, that's the, my my youngest will be 15. I spend a couple of weeks when they're 15. I could totally do that. Huh. Interesting.
1: I just, I just love the fact that I th- I think that was like, I know you were talking to you you were talking to the group that we were with on our last day there, and you were telling them that we would be back, but those words were as much comforting me mm-hmm. not not even it not necessarily me right like it doesn't always doesn't always have to be me doesn't need to be me, but those words were just as comforting to me as it as I think you were meaning it to be to them because. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, like, they're relying on us. Mm -mm. It's, it's a partnership. Like we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ and, and we are working to help each other. Yeah. And it's, it's just so amazing. And to see, to be a part of that is a gift.
0: Yeah and the the ability for me to say that with such confidence and and genuineness comes from this congregation. I say it over and over again. it's it's I'm not running cowboy and, and just being like, listen, I want to do this living faith, <laughs> you shut up. It's like this the church is like, yeah, sweet let's let's we're you made a promise. we're gonna fulfill that promise because it's our promise. Mm-hmm. Let's go do it. And so there's there's been so there's been people who have been there and said, "Yeah, we'll come back," and that, "Yeah, we're totally not coming back." Sort of way because <laughs> this was hard and no fun, and you guys suck. Quit being so poor. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's just a different feeling in this congregation than that. It's it's more than compassion. I think every Christian church has has compassion, even the ones that feel least compassion. They they still have compassion. Um, there's just something different about this place that that gets and understands um I don't know I, I I don't want to make it sound like we're better or anything like that it's not what I mean it's just no, like something different about this place
1: different churches have different giftings right yeah. just like like just like individuals yep and you know I like um on the mission trips before I went on one like I would pray but i I didn't because I hadn't experienced it I didn't even I didn't feel like I knew exactly. Like, is that useful? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to pray for. Right. Or like, you know, before I went, talking about travel mercies, I, had, I was like, eh, aren't you just going to get on a plane? Like, I don't understand.
0: <laughs> you do now.
1: <laughs> you know, but um, going twice now, like, it's, you know, eh, it sounds a little lame, like, oh we we need you guys here, back here, but it's, but it's not, it's like, no, we are relying on you. Yeah. Like whoever is not going is so important to the mission. And man, I, you, you can feel, you can feel the fact that people are praying for you. And, and especially this last one with so many bumps in the road. Mm-hmm it is true what whoever is here is just as much part of it and and we talk about the congregation when we're there so Constantly. much of the time it's so funny cuz people would be like why do you want to take a picture of us like we we just sat yeah. there and talked to a family or whatever for 20 minutes and we've taken notes about who they are and where they're from and how long they've been here. And we've gotten to know them and shared something from the Bible and prayed with them. And then the last thing, you know, like, can we take a picture of you? And they kind of are like, what? It's <laughs> so earth. weird, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, and, and then we say, we take your pictures back and we show them to our congregation and our congregation prays for you too. And, I wish we had take, I wish you could take a picture in that moment. Yeah. Cause seeing their faces, it's like, it's like unbelievable to Mm -hmm. them. And, and then never in my, any of the groups I've been, been in has someone said no after we explain, like, we're not going to, we're not taking this back to be like, Oh Yeah. Poor people. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: look at other like, people. we're like, no,
1: like you just, you just gave us this list of things that you would like us to pray for. And now we're going to go home and we're going to tell our congregation about you and they're going to pray for you too. I mean, like they might not see the congregation's faces, but they know them uh-huh. and they know that they are a part of taking care of them.
0: Yeah. And I, I love telling it. I've, I've learned to kind of, uh, narrate the story. I said, I I will pray for you. My, you know, in, like in a minute,
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, right now, just
0: in a second. Here, I'm going to pray for, pray with you for you uh, for these things, and I'm going to share your story with the rest of my team tonight, and we will pray about these things. And I'm going to take um, your name back to my congregation and tell them about us. One I was thinking about is Ruth, and Ruth um, uh, is a so in a multiple wife situation and there's conflict between uh, her and her husband's other wife and um, both wives and the husband who drinks too much and, and all this kind of, I mean, it really sounds similar to a lot of stuff here minus the multiple wives thing. Um, and so I said, and, and i we, we will pray for you and in, in for these things. And then I would like to tell them as we're praying for Ruth, this is what Ruth looks like. Can I take a picture? And they, that's when they they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> of course it makes total sense if they're gonna be praying for Ruth and all these things and they want to see what Ruth looks like. Mm-hmm. actually stand up kind of tall and yeah, they they love the idea of a bunch of Mzungu praying for them, mm-hmm. you know. And and you tell them about the, our church, and that's that's another thing is is um, they they don't see it as like it, it's not prosperity gospel as much as they just recognize God must be doing a lot of blessed work in your place because you there's like 200 people who'd be praying for me. Like your church has 200 people. That's amazing. Like You, you have a building with rooms in it. Holy cow. God is really doing powerful things amongst you. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it sure is.
1: I know that the closest that we came to someone saying they didn't want to have their picture taken. It was so funny. She was a, she was a pretty young woman and she was digging a trench with mm. her hands. Mm-hmm. And so she she had like older like clothes that she normally wouldn't yeah. be wearing. And um and just like dirt. Yeah, covered. <laughs> of, of her arms on her face and and what have you. And she um the translator told her what what we wanted to do and she like points to her arms and yeah. <laughs> is like we're like, no what we'll tell them what you're doing. Like we'll tell them the hard work that you're doing. Then that's why your, your arms are dirty. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and she did, she just like, she stood up straighter and like squared her shoulders and just this beautiful smile. And I just like, I don't know. I feel like most of the time I'm just trying not to cry (laughs) (laughs) when I'm there because it's just not, not because not sad tears, just like just powerful. Like it's amazing the, the their pride and their joy and the love that they have for each other and God and yeah. I just like most of the time I am like oh the dirt oh it's so dusty it's <laughs> my yeah. eyes are watering
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, I always just get this sense. This is gonna this is gonna sound weird, <laughs> but they just have something to them that is so beautiful and magnificent. Um, and it is in Sudanese, South Sudanese, but it is especially in Ethiopia. <laughs> oh my gosh. I and I and I I don't mean to be creepy. <laughs> I find their women gorgeous. And it's it's not like a physical beauty, but it is this the the way they carry themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that's exactly what I was gonna say. The way they carry themselves.
0: It's like it's like regal, mm-hmm. you know, their their posture and their body language and all of this, like they're just Ooh, there is something that about them where I, c- I can see like, man, it is in their DNA rewind back, you know, five hundred years and they were the kings of this continent. Mm-hmm. And and they were, you know, the, the ones who were in charge and in command, in control. And yes, there was still war and famine and, and, and these things all happened, but there was not this thing that that uh, imperialism of Western man has created now.
1: And I think it's especially amazing to see that when you see them in the context that they're in now. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't see a lot of like, they don't look defeated. You know, they do, they stand with their shoulders back. And I mean, I don't, I don't, even when the people would tell us like the hardest things that they went through, no one was like, and I can't get up in the morning. You know You know what I mean? Right. Like. I mean, some of the things I'm thinking, I wouldn't be out of bed if that's what I had to look forward to. But like no one sounded like. Like, well, this is the end. That's yeah.
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. They, they were talking that the men did bring up that there had been a few suicides. Oh. And it was like really disturbing to them. And I was like, dude, we have so." And it was younger, younger people. Oh. And I was like, man, we have so many teen suicides yeah. in our country and that, you know, they're, they're like in the last few years, there's been like two or three. I was like, dude, oh, that's low. I mean, I'm, I'm sad for you. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, yeah. but wow. we've way higher teen suicide rates in our country. Way higher. I forgot that we talked about that till just now. That was that was a that was a really like Josh was there, um, Keith, all all the guys were there, and you could just kind of see in their faces like,
1: "Yeah, we got we got
0: this problem too, but it's way worse than yours." Like they they could not imagine somebody taking their own life. Wow. I was like, dude, if if this was America, if if America got thrown into this condition tomorrow. 85% 85% suicide rate <laughs> done, dude. Done. It would be over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Jogged my memory. Cool. All
1: right. Uh, that's good. Anything else? I don't think so. I can't wait till next year for whoever's going. It, it I don't think it'll be me this time. I think, I think I I have to take a year off.
0: (laughs) Well, if you want to go apply, like I said, it really boils down to, we try and get this team balance. It it really isn't how many times you go or anything like that. It's just balance.
1: Yeah. And I, again, I, I can absolutely see the importance of that after, after this trip. Balance between newbies and, and old hands and, and, the the people fitting together uh, like i i don't know how you do that puzzle yeah, <laughs> like that's right. some craziness but um yeah i don't know i guess that's the last thing i want to say is like you get amazing you get an amazing experience with the team too like and it's not not always i mean like our first trip like really Nothing. My, our, our first trip to Kakuma. Yeah. yeah. Our tr- our trip's first trip to Kakuma. Like, nothing. Like, crazy. No car rolling. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I mean, actually, we didn't even have any delays. Or, did we have it?
0: Our it. our luggage was behind us by a few hours. Yeah. I mean, it was like... Living conditions. That nothing. was that trip. Oh, was the living oh yeah. Conditions okay, that rough. was
1: a little... <laughs> like, tr- you know, I mean... Yeah, but but still like the the bond that the team forms is i don't know it's it's like nothing i've ever experienced mm-hmm. i i think you know maybe like uh people who are in the military like together yeah. or different things like that probably you see some of that um but you know and and you look at the people on the trip and you think like they're so different
0: <laughs> like <laughs> these people are friends yeah
1: you, you but but it, it's it's amazing. So I mean, that in itself, I think, <laughs> if you exclude all the other mm-hmm. blessings that you get, the being knowing people on such a much deeper level is is worth any of the yeah. um, trouble you might
0: encounter. And it's weird too because it's there's no. I mean, we're only three Kakama trips in, but there's no like bummer like. Wish I was on that team. No. You know, it's like yeah. everybody feels like it's feels to me. And I know I've been on all three, but it feels <laughs> to me like there's one team. Yeah. And lots of different people on it. And if you weren't with somebody in Kakama, you still have this bond of been there, man. I know what that is.
1: Yep. And it's just like everybody's like if, if you're not going that year, you're just a cheerleader for the people that are. Mm-hmm. It's super. It's a super cool thing. And. Um, I don't know. It's just another, like, the cherry on top mm-hmm. <laughs> of all the blessings. Here you go. Now you have this, these people that you've been through something with, and, you know, people, people see the real you. Yes, they do. <laughs> because everything is stripped down, and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're hot and smelly and tired and... <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's something about that. This (laughs) exposes you as as who you are.
1: (laughs) Which is a little intimidating, but still also so worth it. Because guess what? They still like you at the end of it. And
0: who you are turns out to be a child of God. So that works out. (laughs) Don't get to fake
1: it. Yeah, so I can't wait to see where it goes. I can't wait to go again whenever that is. I'm just... (laughs) Ugh. <laughs> just have that 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 you'd saying that replaying in my head over and over again like we'll be back and it just like could make me start bawling right now just <laughs> watching them and how they were just sitting on the edge of their seats listening to you say that and so was I
0: <laughs> oh yeah I, and I was like in, in four-wheel drive low, keeping myself from bursting out crying, <laughs> it was like, woah keep it together, keep it together. <laughs> that was a rough, that uh, was a rough time. Yeah.
1: But such an encouragement to them and I, I'm sure to the rest of the team too, hearing that. Yeah. Like, this, this isn't the end. Like, even though the strip was wacky, like, it, that doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, didn't We're discourage us back. We, we are not afraid
1: maybe not through Paris but <laughs>
0: we'll be back we'll be back alright cool thanks for coming in appreciate it uh, there you have it um Big thanks to Ann for coming in. Awesome uh, conversation. I could tell there was a little bit of there was a couple of spots in there where it was a little bit tough on her, and she even said so afterwards. But yeah, you know, it's not always easy to rehash really challenging stuff that you've seen and done, especially when it, it calls you to account to uh, try and try and uh, figure yourself out and figure out how to integrate this thing back into your world and your life back home after the trip is over. Um, She does it well, and uh, she does it thoroughly, which sometimes means it takes a while. (laughs) That's just the way life is. All right. uh, As always, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Luke underscore Tim, and uh, you can email me all the things with Luke Tim at gmail.com. Cool. Thanks for for listening. Love you guys. Uh, Until next time, be good.